Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about my creator course. So you've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before. And if you're following me on Instagram, then you definitely saw me posting about round one. You probably saw me talking about the group chat that I have with my students for the creator course. You definitely saw me posting about the transformations that my students were having, the brand deals that they were landing, and just the community in general. But what you don't know is that I'm actually going to be opening the door for the creator course again. So in round one, it was a very intentional group launch and I had a live call at the end, but now everything is recorded from round one that I am going to be giving you access to. So this program is for you if you desire to get dozens of your favorite products every single month, land paid and gifted brand deals, no matter what the size of your following is, make money every month as an influencer and UGC creator and just have one-on-one support from me and from our community. So here's what I'm going to be teaching you in just two weeks in the creator course. How to pitch and negotiate confidently to land the brand deals that you want. How to read and create contracts to protect yourself. How to set your rates and packages. How to solidify three plus month paid partnerships with brands. How to create your media kit red flags to look out for, how to upsell your content creation packages, how to keep brands wanting to work with you consistently, how to stay organized with emails, follow-ups, deals, and deadlines, and how to set yourself up with a consistent flow of income from brand deals. Again, no matter how many or how little followers you have, you'll also get two videos that you'll have access to for life, workbooks, resources, supporting materials, one-on-one support from me, and access access to our amazing group chat where we share wins, resources, and just support each other. So like I said, the doors are reopening. This is not going to be a round two, round three, round four. This is just going to be my evergreen offer that you can have access to because honestly, when it comes to my one-on-one coaching, I feel that a lot of the creators that I work with, I'm just repeating the same message over and over. And I just wanted to offer something that is even more cost-effective for my students. So rather than investing $250 a session, a minimum investment of three sessions to learn what I usually teach one-on-one, you get it in the creator course for $333. So you're actually saving money on this offer and you get access to all all of the things that you would have in the coaching. So if this sounds like your jam, then definitely check out the show notes. You can click the link to join the creator course for only $3.33. You can also visit Melrose Marketing Studio and Courses, and then you'll be able to find it there as well. So again, you can head to the show notes to register for the course, and I can't wait to see you inside. Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor and I'm the founder and CEO of Melrose Marketing Studio, your one-stop shop for everything you need to be successful on social media. And I am so excited about our guest today. Brooke and I connected on Instagram a while back and I knew she would be awesome on this show. She is a breathwork practitioner, coach, and counselor. She's the founder of Merkaba Healing, which is a safe, sacred, and fully inclusive space where you can explore the world of breathwork. Brooke, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Brooke. I am, like Taylor said, the owner of Merkaba Healing. I am a primarily a breathwork practitioner, but I also have training in mental health counseling, life coaching, and holistic health and nutrition. So I bring a lot of all those things into my practice. Um, 
like I said, I offer primarily breath work, but I offer programs where we bring counseling in, we bring other practices like somatic practices, energy healing, things like that. My goal is really to just meet my clients where they're at and provide them with um, the kind of resources and tools that they need to overcome whatever they're working through. Amazing. I love this. And so my first question, super basic, because I feel like this is not something that a lot of people know what it is, I guess, in this space, potentially. But um, for those who don't know, what exactly is breathwork? Hmm. Okay, this is where I can like go off. So breathwork (laughs) is quite simply a practice of exercising your breath um, to exercise your consciousness. So it's very much a place where we can exercise our physical being, our mental being, our emotional being, and our spiritual being. And it kind of encompasses all of those things. So what we're doing is we are using our breath, different breathing patterns to gear a type of healing, which kind of whatever you're needing. So we're basically, we're basically just trying to work through some things that are going on in your life. And so we're going to use your breath. We're going to use continuous conscious breathing and using breath retentions as well, which is really important to the experience itself. And so the whole thing is supposed to take you into a transcendental state, which is where the conscious and the subconscious meet. And then all sorts of fun stuff happen there. I think that's like a simple enough description, but I don't think that that really gives enough to it. But yeah, that's okay. We have like a full hour to deep dive and I have so many questions for you. I actually intentionally didn't do a whole lot of research on this prior to this show because I really wanted to hear from you from someone who is like an expert in this field because yeah, I feel like this is something that's kind of coming up a lot in like the podcast that I listen to in like health content online. And so can you walk us through like, and I'm sure that everybody is really different. Everyone has like a very different experience, but let's say that I came to you and I was like, Hey Brooke, I want to do some breath work. Can you walk us through what that would look like, how we get started, like what the space looks like, what kind of questions you would ask me, all of those kinds of things. Absolutely. So you're going to come into my, I work at Safe Harbor in Winnipeg. So you're going to come into my office. Um, It kind of looks like a massage room, but it's a little bit like, you know, more vibey, I would say. You're going to come in and we're just going to chat for a little while. We're going to see what's going on, what you're wanting to work through. I should also say that like, if you're coming in for a one-off session, this is kind of what it's going to look like. A lot of the time people will dedicate like minimum of like five sessions. So the first session is just very much an intro. So you're going to come in, we're going to chat. I'm going to ask you what's going on in your life what you're wanting to work through. And from there, I'm going to kind of, I have like 60 plus different sequences that I can work through. And then sometimes I just make up my own, but, and we're going to, I'm going to kind of try to find which one is going to suit you best. I also like to get my client's opinion. Like if they don't feel like that's what suits them right now, we're not going to do it. We're going to do what, what really feels right from there. You're going to lay down. I'm going to give you an eye mask. You're going to go. You're, it's on a massage table. So you're going to be laying on your back under covers with a like a pillow under your head, pillow under your knees. It's super cozy. Um, and from there, I'm going to guide you through usually a 45 to 60 minute breathwork session. So what that entails is I'm going to start with I also like curate my own playlists, which like sounds so cool I feel like a DJ when I do that but I'm really just taking <laughs> like that like that really like lends to the experience itself so I have like too many playlists that I have to choose from and it also really helps with like the vibe and what you're needing so if you're needing something slow and gentle we're going slow and gentle if you need to activate and release we're going to do something a little bit more like like faster and maybe like a little bit more high pace in a sense so okay so once you're laying down it's going to feel a lot like a guided meditation i'm going to do a body scan bring you into your body out of your mind and from there we're going to guide your breath and so a first session there's typically like a a specific breathing pattern that i really want to bring in because we want the body to get used to what 
what this type of breathing is because we're always breathing, but we're never really consciously breathing, right? So I would say, I think that this, like the statistic is that like 90% of the time, we're only actually using the top 10% of our lungs. So what we really want to do is bring the breath really low and get your body used to that. So we'll always start with a belly breath. I'm going to show you how to do that. I'm going to show you how to like bring that breath into your belly, into your pelvis, into your hips, into your low back. You're going to do that breathing probably for about 10 minutes. I'm going to guide you into breath retention, which is just holding your breath for a short period of time. Then I'm going to guide you into another breathing pattern, which is if it's an introduction session, typically into your chest. We're going to expand that breath into your shoulders, into your ribs, into your back, into your neck. Um, We're really just getting the body primed, guide you right back into a breath retention. And then the final is we're going to do a belly breath, then a chest breath, and then release. And so that's also going to be about 10 minutes. So it's a double breath. So it's an inhale into the belly, inhale into the chest, then exhale, exhale into um, at the very end, a breath retention. This is the one that where I say like, hold your breath as long as you can. If that's for five seconds, that's fine. The more you do breath work, typically the longer you can hold your breath. I've been doing this for a really long time. I can do it like almost up to two minutes now, which is like pretty, yeah, pretty crazy. I never thought I could do that. And then once you neutralize your breath and you come back to normal, that is the transcendental state. And so you're going to probably see like this is also where people have a lot of spiritual experiences. Oftentimes like visuals come up. Sometimes people experience like a lot of emotional release at this time. And that doesn't always mean crying. Some people are laughing. Like, you know, sometimes people do people do all sorts of things. It's whatever they need comes out. I let you stay there for I kind of watch you see what you need. But typically, at at least about 10 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer. From there, I'm gonna leave you for a few minutes, let you come back, take a few deep breaths on your own. I'll bring you some water and a snack. And then we're gonna process it. We're going to talk about what just happened because sometimes people need a lot of like understanding like what the heck just happened. So um, that's very much an intro session, but that kind of is also like what most sessions are like. Um, Just oftentimes the actual breathing techniques will be a little bit different. Wow. Thank you so much for that very thorough kind of walkthrough because it gave me so much better of an idea of like what you can kind of expect. Would you say that it's similar to Reiki? Mm, It is similar to Reiki. So Reiki is, um, it's also like energy work. Um, Reiki is, I'd love to like take Reiki. I think that that would be a cool addition now that you say that. But um, I think the difference is that breath work is a very, how do I say this? It's a practice that you're very engaged in. So Oftentimes when you go for Reiki, at least in my experience, it's very calm and the practitioner is doing all the work. Breath work, you are actually doing all the work. I'm guiding you through it. I'm going to help you the whole way through. I, I like talk the whole way through, but you are the one doing all the work. You're the one committed to the breathing. You're the one that's that's really like both putting in the energy and releasing the energy as well. So yeah, you got to come ready to to uh, put in the work. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is a really, really good kind of comparison because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you would kind of think that like massage or athletic therapy or Reiki and, you know, breath work, they're all kind of similar, but they are very different in that you are actually putting in the work. And when it comes to breathing, I really like what you were kind of talking about when you said, I think you said that only 10% of people are something about their breathing. We don't really think about it. Right. So I kind of would like to go into that a little bit more and just talk about the importance of actually being mindful when you're breathing, because I know for me, like even right now I'm on a new fitness journey. I had knee surgery a little while back. And so I'm being like extra, extra mindful when I'm in the gym of all of my movements, not only to prevent injury, because I don't want to be like fearful of movement, but just 
like really thinking of the muscles that I'm activating. Cause right now my quad, she's a little weak. Um, she's a little weaker than she should be. And so for me, when I'm in the gym, I really am thinking of like activating that quad. So can we talk about the importance of just like being mindful of where you're breathing into? You mentioned like breathing into your chest versus your belly and all of that kind of stuff. Let's dive in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. I think the statistic that I kind of said was 90% of the time we're only using the top 10% of our lungs. So we're not like, we're not giving our lungs the ability to reach its capacity. And when we're using its capacity, we're allowing it to heal so much more of our body and not just heal, but also like give, um, what's the word, like even just energy to our body. Um, And so, okay, most of the time we're not conscious of breathing. We breathe the second we're born till the second we die. It's something that we're always doing. It's the only function in our body that we can both control and it will also work um, involuntarily. So it's the only function that um, works when we're not thinking about it, but we can, when we snap into it, when we think about it, we can voluntarily control our breath. So the importance of that is that, okay, I could go on and on. We could talk about, but like for you, we could talk about um, like the importance, especially like in movement. Um, I work with a lot of people who not like, it's not always just like the deep healing. Sometimes people want to work on their breathing capabilities for their ability to move. So in regards to movement, like, especially let's say we're running or we're doing any sort of cardio, um, it's actually surprising how much, and, and I should also say like doing like lifting weights and stuff like that, how much we don't pay attention to our breath while we're doing that. So we're not giving our body the actual opportunity to go to its full capacity. A lot of the times we actually end up holding our breath, which is like the last thing that we should be doing. Um, We need to continue oxygenating our body. So I work with people, for example, I have one client who he has had severe asthma his whole life. He used to kind of be a runner, like about a year before COVID hit, his asthma got really, really bad and he couldn't run anymore. And he didn't run until he want like he didn't, he kind of gave it up until this past January and he decided that he really wanted to. So we just worked on mindful breathing. So he didn't come in for those deep sessions, but I did show him how to bring breath into like the really deep part of your belly and how to do it while you're continuously running as well so that you can, increase your longevity and it also like while you're if you're breathing more intentionally it also um helps your uh like rest and repair state after you've worked out so anyway so we have brought the breath into the belly a lot deeper and we've also learned how to bring the breath in the chest out instead of just up Um, And so basically just engaging the lungs, engaging the whole body in breath. He's been running 5K for the last six months, I think, and hasn't had to use an inhaler for the last five months. So just increasing, like it, it brings so much vitality to the body. Being mindful of your breath. Also, I mean, in terms of your mental health, I think that's where the majority of the people that I work with is people with anxiety, with a lot of stress, people with depression. Our breath is like the most grounding thing that we can do. It is the one thing, like I said, that we can control in our body. And so in order to bring a little bit of awareness to the breath, focus on where that breath is going, bring some mindfulness, it's like the key to how to start meditation even, right? And so like little moments of mindful breath, the more you increase that like mindful breathing, which is that voluntary breath, the more your involuntary breath actually gets influenced by it, which means that when you're not thinking about breathing, you're still breathing more fully. So hopefully that answers your question. (laughs) Oh, that makes total sense. And I want to speak to the mental health aspect of it because 
back when I first started therapy, which I guess at this point was like two, maybe three years ago. I don't even know Mm. now, at least two years ago. um, Mm. One of the first things that my therapist was telling me about was, you know, thinking about my breath and like being able to slow down my breathing because that would actually calm me down. I used to have really bad anxiety and panic attacks. Um, And so one of the first things that we worked on literally was like, okay, if you can control your breath, you can take some deep belly breaths. If you can slow down, then you're actually going to legit help your body to calm down. And even too, like when I would get angry, because I used to get angry really easily. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, like same thing, you know, just take a few deep breaths. Like there was just so much value in that. And that my body physically slow down. I could feel that my heart was beating a lot less fast and things like that. So I can definitely see like how much value is in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. On like the mental health aspect, I feel you on that. I've been down that road. Um, I've done like, I've done talk therapy for years and years and years. And my therapist referred me to a breathwork um, practitioner. And that literally like, it I like as you know tacky as it sounds but it really changed my life like it was sometimes we can only talk so much about what we're going through right sometimes we just need to be present in our body our body holds so much like our mind is just this tool that helps us like navigate life but our body is really what is holding on to everything and if we're not allowing ourselves to release it's just getting stored and it's just being pushed down. And, you know, that's where the anger comes from. Anger is totally okay, but it kind of is like, are we reacting or are we responding? If we're reacting, oftentimes we have a lot of things suppressed and we just let out, if that makes sense. And so to be able to bring yourself into your body and to just ground yourself through your breath and be able to release some things through your breath as well, um, you're not storing so much in your body. You're not being so weighed down. And so, yeah, it makes so much sense. I love that your therapist helps you with breath. I think that that's amazing. Um, Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think to your point, just the whole being grounded thing, I think that there's a lot in life that is kind of out of our control. There's a lot of things going on around us all the time. And for me, what grounds me is always thinking about, okay, what can I control? And the first thing that I always think of is like, you know, my breath and my attitude and the way that I choose to talk to myself, the way that I choose to talk to others, but always first and foremost, it's always my breath. And I don't even know if I consciously understood why that was always first but now when you're speaking about this it makes total sense um Mm -hmm. because yeah like really the best way to ground is just focusing on what you can control like what's in front of you when i had really really bad anxiety i would have to literally look around the room and say okay what's green like what can i touch you know like those types of grounding exercises and i think it's just so valuable totally that's and that's like exactly it right the anxiety and the panic which i totally get i i have experienced my whole life too. I always kind of, I always say to my clients, I always say to myself though, that um, depression is really just like ruminating on the past and anxiety is just the imagination of the future. So if we can bring ourselves to the present moment, knowing not just what we can control, but like just what is here, right? And like where we are, we're sitting here, we like we're chatting we can see all the things around us we don't need to think about what's happening in the next hour we don't need to think about the embarrassing thing we said 10 minutes ago brooke um (laughs) just bring your breath to the present moment right what is what is happening what is here what is now and that's you're right that's also where we control our attitude and how we and our mindset how we view others how we view ourselves um I love that. And it's so true. And I love that. Like, so instinctually for you, you just know that my breath, I can control my breath. And it's true. We can all just control our breath. And that brings us right back to present always. Absolutely. And I love what you said about, you know, depression being, you know, you're ruminating on the past and anxiety being you're too focused on the future. I feel like for me as an entrepreneur, like my audience knows that, you know, I am constantly doing a million things. I am working on a million projects. I am thinking about, you know, my future launch and all these things. And I'm also like 
literally I have to with, well, I don't have to do anything, but with my career, like I look at, you know, the past campaigns that I've had all the time. I look at my past launches to, you know, gather data. And so for me, it's super, super important that I know how to ground myself, that I can actually be in the present moment. Cause even like recently, and I was just talking about this in the solo episode that I recorded yesterday, we have been traveling. Um, we were just in New York. I went to Toronto, went to LA and like, I really had to be mindful of like, okay, I need to be in the moment because sometimes I'll be thinking about, okay, when I get home, I have this to-do list or, okay, like I took content today. I'm going to post it on these days. And like, I really just have to remind myself like, okay, literally the only thing that exists is this present moment. I'm not going to be in LA on August 1st, 2023 ever again. Like I will be back in LA, but not on this specific date. Like I need to just be present. And so again, focusing on my breathing, focusing on like, just what's around me and really like being in the moment. I think this is something that all of us are not doing enough. If I'm being honest, like it is so easy to like daydream about the future while you're sitting at the beach in beautiful LA or like think about the past when you're going to sleep. I can't tell you the amount of times I think of the embarrassing things I've done in the past. I'm trying to fall asleep, you know, and yeah, it's just, I think that's why what you do is so beautiful because even if, you know, whoever is seeing you, maybe they're not the most spiritual person ever. And, you know, I hold space for those people too. I'm very woo woo myself, obviously, but for those who aren't like even just knowing, okay, there's actually science behind this. There's a reason why you should be present aside from the woo. Like, I think that's really beautiful that you can work with both types of people, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly it. Like my goal is to always meet people where they're at. Um, I'm very woo woo myself also. I mean, I don't like part of me doesn't even like to use it because it just that term because it feels so real what I'm experiencing and it is so real what I'm experiencing but to the broad society it's very woo-woo but you're right like we live in this world that is so freaking busy all we're doing is we're go 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 right and it's not and I also want to bring like a little bit of attention to the fact that like okay our lives are busy, but the moments between are busy, like our appointments from one place to the next, they're busy too. Like we're constantly stimulated. Um, we're, and by being stimulated, I mean, a lot of the times we're constantly in our fight or flight. So we're constantly um, in that trauma response. And only because that's the society that we live in. Like if you go back a hundred years, when it's one per like, People didn't have the kind of expectations, the type of stimulation that we have every day. I mean, even just like if I'm just meeting a friend for coffee, I still have to get in my car. I have to drive there. All the things that are happening on the way. And like I'm a very calm driver, like I don't have road rage. But at the same time, it's still a constant stimulation of, okay, which route should I take? There's construction. Oh, this person almost like swerved into me. Oh, like don't hit that person. So like even just driving is stimulating. Then we have music on. Then we have, or maybe we're listening to a podcast. So we're just constantly being stimulated, right? Then we meet that friend for coffee. We're in a coffee shop. It's loud. It's busy. What do you get? Like we're talking, then you go back, you're driving back again. So it's just a constant state of stimulation and it's busy and it is, and it creates um, a lack of presence, right? Where it's very hard to be present in those moments. And you're right, laying down to bed and thinking about like that. I always laugh at those memes that are like, <laughs> lay down in bed and you think about that embarrassing, you said, you, embarrassing thing you said when you were like in grade four. <laughs> Like, it's so true. But like, how do you bring yourself back to the present moment that, okay, I'm just laying here right now in my bed. I'm not eight years old anymore. Like, what are you still ruminating on that for? And so a lot of it can be spiritual, but a lot of it is just an act of like bringing mindfulness, bringing presence, bringing like embodiment into our life so that we can regulate because we're so deeply dysregulated. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk about this for hours and hours because 
honestly, like I'm two years into my business right now, which my business is a baby. Like this is not a long period of time. However, I have been kind of in the social media industry as a content creator for quite some time, at least five years. And something that I am really, really noticing now in this last year of like being extra mindful of just protecting my energy is that I realized like last year, holy shit, I literally can't stand in line at a coffee shop without scrolling my phone. I can't like hit a red light without the urge to grab my phone. I'm not doing it obviously because I'm driving, but the urge to like check my phone or, you know, I can't lay at the beach without, you know, just curiously peeping at my work email. Like it really is so hard sometimes to be present. So when I noticed that last year that I couldn't do all of those things and just be in the moment, I was like, okay, girl, we need a serious reality check because this is not healthy. And to your point, you know, a hundred years ago, as you were saying, like, this was not how things were. Like people did not have access to one another so easily as we do now, even like before we went to New York, um, this is funny because you went in June, but I was like watching Home Alone too, because, you know, obviously he's in New York and Glenn and I were just talking, sorry. (laughs) And it's the best movie of all time. (laughs) It is. No one can even argue us on that, but Glenn and I were talking about this and he's like, man, this would, this movie would never work in today's day and age because literally he could hop on an iPad. He could grab a phone. He could like go ask anybody out on the street for a phone to call his mom. Like it would just never work. And that really kind of hit me. And this hits me like over and over again, different moments in different ways. But really it just reminded me like how accessible everything is, which can be a big blessing and also a big curse because like I see, you know, people in my life who they'll get a text and they'll be stressed and almost anxious that they have to answer it right away. And for me, I'm like, no, like my friends know that I'm not a great texter unless I'm literally on my phone at that moment. Because if I see a notification pop up, which is why I have my notifications off like 95% of the time, I never have Instagram notifications on. I never have my email notifications on text. I will, if I'm like in the mood for that, but I have to have them off because I would imagine that it's extremely unhealthy for your attention to be grabbed in so many different directions and to actually feel, I feel anxious is a bit strong of a word, but like stressed out, you know, anticipating, oh, I should text this person back or I just got an email. Should I answer it? Um, And so again, I just keep saying this, but I just really believe that what you do is so important because we're just being pulled in so many different directions. This day and age, it's not natural to be so accessible to be needed in that way to see so many things popping up to even be driving and see that much stimulation (laughs) like it's just not it's not a normal thing and so I think now more than ever it's really important to be grounded it's really important to be outside in nature it's really important to like put your freaking phone down to like not watch tv to read a book to you know get away from all of that noise um and now it was my turn to go on a three-hour long tangent because I just went off (laughs) but I totally agree it's so true like I even think to myself sometimes like my partner and I will put on a movie Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay we're sitting here watching a movie why is my phone in my hand and I'm scrolling Instagram like why am I doing two things at once like it's like sometimes we can't even get enough stimulation but I think that has a lot to do with our dysregulation and that we need like to put more things in more things in right like And they're coping mechanisms in a lot of ways too, right? There may be healthier coping mechanisms than like drinking or doing drugs and stuff like that. But it's still like watching TV, scrolling on whatever social media app you scroll on. Just like whatever, just that sense of putting things in, 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 because we're trying to cope. A lot of the times we're doing those things because we just, Um, there's a sense of our emotions are not, we're not comfortable with our emotions, right? We're not comfortable with what we're feeling. So we need to cope. And so we do what we do. Some people drink, some people use drugs and like coping is also okay. By the way, it's just about the like intention behind it. I want to just say that it's okay to have a drink. It's okay to smoke a joint. It's okay to scroll on your phone. But it's the intention behind it, like knowing why you're doing it. So sometimes I'm scrolling and I'm not even paying attention to what I'm scrolling. It's like that doom scrolling, I think it's called, where it's just constant. And I'm like, what? okay, what am I like, what am I afraid of feeling right now is really what I ask myself. 
And so, like I said, it's just that act of putting things in. Some people, like we eat, we drink, we, all sorts of things. Video games, a lot of people do video games, but it's that act of like putting things in and all you're doing is suppressing the emotion that is there. When in my humble opinion, what we need to do is let it out. And so how do we let it out? We need to let it out. Like you said, go in nature. Just like be present with yourself, like breathe into whatever the heck you're feeling. But also like, I also believe like just letting out in creative ways, like if, if you're musical, I'm not very musical, but like, I don't know, play an instrument, sing something like, oh, I mean, I don't have a good voice, but I do sing in the shower a lot. And I actually sing everywhere, but I don't have a good voice. Um, but it, it's an act of just letting out, right? Um, like some people write poetry or stories. Like, again, it's just the act of letting things out. So it's just about like being present and thinking about what the heck are we doing right now? Like, am I just coping? Am I just trying to shove all my emotions away? Or can I take a moment, put that stuff aside? And what can I do to let out? Even like movement is a really good way. It doesn't have to be super like, rigorous you don't have to go run a marathon you can just stretch your body and like do some deep breathing I guess I get keep bringing breathing in but do some deep breathing and like feel yourself in the moment feel some emotions go sometimes like I sometimes just start crying while I'm stretching because I realize oh I just need a release um so it's just the act of letting out and the like I said the intention of like why are we doing the things that we're doing, right? Um, it's okay to have a drink. It's okay to smoke a joint. It's okay to do those things. It's not bad. It's just why are you doing it? And like, what is the purpose behind it? Um, and I mean, I think it's so smart that you like mute your notifications. I should probably do that. But <laughs> it's true because they like, they just bring you right back into that. Like it sucks you right back in. It's so weird that this little like device our world is like revolved around it. It's crazy. So putting it down, it is, it's hard to do because we're addicted to it. I mean, I am too. It's how I run like probably 75% of my business. Um, but yeah, taking that moment, putting it away and just like feeling into the moment, seeing what you need and like, and also gifting yourself what you need. Like, oh, do I need to go move my body? Yeah. Do I need to go lay down and rest? Yeah. Just, you know, giving yourself what you need rather than looking out at the world and seeing what everyone else is doing, even though you only see like those little snippets of what they're doing. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm like, honestly, I'm sitting here like so grateful that we're having this conversation very selfishly because as you're speaking, I'm literally kind of evaluating myself and being like, wow, there's certain things that I could definitely use more of and do better. Like even, you know, you talking about, you know, constantly feeling the need to like consume things and put things in. Um, I'm even thinking of like the hot girl walk I took last night. So Glenn, who's my partner, he went to basketball and I was like, I literally texted my friend Emily and I was like, okay, Glenn's going to basketball. Do I? And I listed like a bunch of things like what do what the heck do I do? And this is not because like, I'm like codependent and I hang out with my partner 24 seven, but we just like came back from a trip. It was so go, go, go. It was so busy every single day doing incredible things that I did actually feel quite present for, which was great. But like coming home and sitting in the quiet, I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, am I bored? But like, I'm not bored, but it just feels weird. Cause there's not a whole bunch of stuff going on. Like it's quiet. And I was like, Ooh, what do I do? So I literally did like five different things at night. Cause I just like, couldn't sit still, but even now as you're speaking, and I didn't think of this last night, I really truly thought like, Oh, I, I did something for myself, which I did, which was go for that walk. Cause my body needed that walk. But I took my phone with me. I didn't go on it. I put it in my little fanny pack, but I was listening to a podcast because literally I'm realizing now as we're speaking, I feel like I actually can't go for a walk. I don't want to say I can't because you always can, but I choose to not go for a walk without listening to something, whether it's music or a podcast, because it feels weird to just go for a walk and like observe what's around me and not hear anything. Like I, I don't want to say I would feel bored, but that's kind of what I'm getting. Like, I don't know. It's very strange. Cause I, I just didn't even realize that until we were talking about this. I feel like 
I'm really good at being present. Like if Glenn and I go for a walk together and we're not talking, like I'm super comfy, just like holding hands with him walking, you know, I feel his presence beside me like that feels super comfy to me. But if I were to go alone, I feel like I always need a podcast. And I actually asked him, uh, we were in Santa Monica, like two days ago in the evening, we we're like walking to dinner. And prior to this, like in December, I went on a solo trip to LA by myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't listen to music when I was walking around. Cause one, I just wanted to be like aware of my surroundings. And two, there's just a lot going on that I wanted to like listen in on and whatever. Um, and I asked him like, do you think that you would enjoy spending like walking around third street promenade downtown Santa Monica by yourself? He's like, uh, yeah, but I feel like I probably want to be on the phone so that I don't feel like I'm alone. And it's very interesting that he said that. And now I'm reflecting on my own walk last night being like, wow, what if I'm uncomfortable with the silence of being alone sometimes? Like, I just didn't even think about that until now. Mm, totally. We are so uncomfortable being alone because we have that constant stimulation, right? Even if like, we're not actually talking to someone like even on Instagram, right? We're not talking necessarily to someone, but just scrolling. Like it's a sense of not being alone. Mm-hmm. And like to that, like kind of feeling of boredom. I'm like, my, my thought is get bored, like get bored with yourself and see how it feels. It's probably going to be uncomfortable because we are like, I'm the same. I mean, if my partner's out doing his thing, I'm like, okay, well, should I do laundry? Should I do the dishes? Should I go on a walk? I have a dog, so I have to like, should I take my dog on the walk? Sometimes I literally will go on a walk by myself without my dog. I feel horribly guilty because I'm like, oh, she would love this walk. <laughs> but, and I was the same for so long. Put a podcast in, put music in. Like, it's almost like it keeps you company, right? Yeah. Um, now I go on walks and I literally think to myself like, okay, where is my breath landing? How do my feet feel on the ground? How do like my hips feel right now? Like just, just like getting curious about yourself and getting curious about how you feel. Um, it also like, you know, sometimes we have aches and pains and it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable, but like discomfort is where things grow from. Right. And I think that we all know that, um, but to actually be in, like to be by ourselves and like that sense of discomfort, it's kind of almost, I used to feel almost a little bit embarrassed of like, why am I uncomfortable alone? Like I'm always alone, I, you know, in a sense, I'm always with myself. Um, but we put so much emphasis on like being with that friend or being with our partner or our dog or our podcast that we don't know what it's like to be alone, alone, right? And we are our own best friends. We are the only person that we're with from the moment that we are born to the moment that we die. So like, we should get to know ourselves, even in the uncomfortable situations, because to me, it's all just information. It's all knowing ourselves. It's learning ourselves, learning where we kind of need to tweak things, where we can grow from, where we need to like, turn some things off in some sense um but just being with ourselves and and like being with our body trying to get out of our mind being with our body is a huge thing it's something that I really struggle with honestly and it's something that I'm working towards like but it's so these like baby steps but just being with my body like I don't like there's not every day I feel like amazing right I have an ache and pain or you know oh like my neck needs to crack or oh I should get a massage but it's like how can I do these things for myself or how can I just sit with the discomfort of it and get to know myself um we forget I I don't even want to say that we forget how to do it because I don't even know if we know how to do it and I you know I try to think of like my ancestors and like I say ancestors, but like, what about even my parents? (laughs) Like, you know, they didn't have phones. They didn't have all these things. Like they, they literally lived a five minute walk away from each other. But in order to like see each other or make plans, like you had to make the phone call or walk over to each other's house. Like you couldn't just talk all the time. And that moment from leaving the house to getting there, like you had to be by yourself walking. Right. So there was so much more presence at that time. We didn't have all the distractions. So yeah, I think that like 
kind of tying breath work into it, you know, you're not going to be on your phone for the hour, hour and a half that we're together. Um, and what I'm trying to help you do is really deeply connect with your body, connect with yourself, because the second that you connect, your body will start talking, your body will start giving you information that you need. And maybe that's a release. Maybe that's like a big epiphany. Maybe um, it's just a deep like connection to yourself. But just giving yourself that time to actually just be present. And it's so hard to do it on our own. So that's why I tell people to come to me. <laughs> I'll help you be present. <laughs> okay. I'm like literally as you're talking, I'm like thinking about when I'm going to book my session with you because this is just it's so valuable. And it's interesting, too, because I I really do feel like I'm very self-aware. I'm very good at being by myself. I really enjoy my alone time. I'm like, I feel that I'm, I don't know if you would call it an extroverted introvert, but I really do need a lot of time to like recharge after I've been social or out or talking with people. And like sometimes even just the thought of talking with people for a long period of time, being out in the world, like makes me tired, which is so interesting. Cause like literally what I do for a living is like social media. And I talk to people I'm talking to you right now, which is honestly giving me energy. And I know like once I get there for a lot of these things, like I, I do feel really good. Um, but I am realizing now through this conversation that like, maybe I'm not being super alone. Maybe I'm not being as present as I could be, even though like I do think that I'm doing a really good job, especially considering what I do, you know, for work. It's so busy. I'm, I literally am scrolling for market research. Like I, I know that I'm being intentional, but how can I be even more intentional and be even more present? And even like on my walk yesterday, I kind of, or even before we went to LA, I was doing a lot of walks. Um, I feel like sometimes when I'm really busy throughout the day and I'm sitting on my laptop, sometimes I just get this download. I'm like, go for a walk. Like literally I might be in the middle of writing an email. I'm like, go for a walk. Like you just need to. Um, but I noticed before we went to LA, I was like, I would be listening to a podcast walking and then I'd have to go back in the podcast, like literally rewind, which by the way, kids don't say rewind anymore. And I feel so old because they don't even know what a tape is. Anyway, I would have to literally go back in the podcast and be like, wait, what did she just say? Or like, what did this person just say? What did I just miss? Because maybe I'm distracted by my own thoughts or what's, you know, what I'm looking at, which is probably better than listening to the podcast anyway. But sometimes I realize like, oh my God, what am I even focusing on? Or like, how can I get my brain to be on like one track for this moment? Like sometimes I'm really struggling with that where, you know, I'm listening to a podcast, but I'm thinking about this work that I'm doing, but then I'm looking at this tree and I'm like, wait, what? Like I need to, yeah, do what you're saying. Just be more present, focus on like how my body feels while I'm walking. Like I, yeah, I really need to do more of that. And I think too, like you said, like, it's not bad to listen to a podcast. I love blasting music while I clean the house. I feel like it's my kind of form of meditation almost when I'm listening to something and walking or listening to something and cleaning. But I do think it is important to like sit with ourselves a little bit more. Um, just think about how our body feels as we're cleaning, as we're walking and all of that, because yeah, like throughout this conversation, again, I'm just realizing like, oh shit, I have some work to do. <laughs> Dude, like, listen, I need to like practice what I preach too. Um, it's it's not like I'm living this like ideal floaty life that you know I'm I'm practicing all of this because it's it's I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's hard, right? Like even in what I do, I think that I'm so grateful when I'm in a breathwork session because even though I'm not the one receiving it, I, I mean, I kind of get into this floaty space where I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's happening. I'm just guiding. It's very, it's very energetic. But outside of that, like, yeah, I'm on my computer researching, sending emails, talking to clients, signing people up, like doing all sorts of things, creating like offers, all sorts of things that, yeah, my mind is all over the place too. And so it's so funny. I like, I said to my mom the other day, I'm like, I need me. Like I need <laughs> session so bad. And luckily, like, uh, I have a healer friend who was in town and then I like messaged her. I'm like, I need you like so bad. And so she came to my house and she did a healing session for me. And it was like exactly what I needed. It cracked me open. It like got me back to a place of like, 
feeling because I felt a little bit like dissociated from like the actual feeling of my in my body. But yeah, it's it's like it's definitely a work in progress. You know, I don't want I don't want you or anyone to say like, oh, I need to do this or I should do that because, you know, that's like there's like you're putting pressure on yourself. Right. I think just like think about like, okay, what would benefit me most in this moment? Right. If it's blasting music and dancing and cleaning, like I love doing that too. That is so much like that's such a good vibe. And it's so fun to just do like alone when my partner's not home because he I don't want him to be there while I'm cleaning or dancing or singing. But yeah, like just what would serve me best in this moment? I think that's a really good question to ask yourself. And that could be before you go for like a hot girl walk. Would it serve me best to listen to a podcast? And if the answer is yes, like go for it, right? Would it serve me best to just like tap into my body, even if it's a five minute walk because it's too hard to go for a half an hour walk in my body, just do a five minute or like just, you know, around the block or whatever, and just see how you feel after that. Just, yeah, what, what serves me best rather than the, I should do this or I need to do that. Because I think that's like that, like societal pressure in a sense of, you know, we see what's going on and what everyone's doing. Oh, okay. So I should do this. I should do that. I should be using this product. I should be. And it's so easy to be influenced by others, how do we like influence ourselves, right? Like just by what we really inherently want and need. And so that's listening to your inner yes and no. Um, I do this like this like guided meditation, this practice for people to learn how to just listen to what their body literally, your body will literally say yes or no. (laughs) And so listening to exactly like what it wants, like asking your body, do I want to listen to a podcast right now while I walk? If the answer is yes, go for it. If the answer is no, then you can say, okay, do I want to listen to music? Do I want to, and your body will give you that answer. It's so neat. Um, so yeah, just like what's going to serve me best in this moment. Um, and that can be for a walk, but it can be like, it can be for anything. And I should probably ask myself that question more often too. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Wow. I honestly, you said that so beautifully. And I like, I can just tell that if someone books a session with you, like you are going to give them exactly what they need. You're going to be so gentle about it. And I think like that was honestly a really good re- reminder for me when I'm saying, you know, oh, I should do this or I have work to do. Like, you're right. I'm literally putting pressure on myself. And it's funny because as I was saying, I just recorded a solo episode, which by the time this goes out, mine should be up. Um, and I was literally saying, okay, I just did an evaluation. Like the whole episode was on my self-evaluation and where I'm dropping the ball, what I need to be better at. And I literally said in the episode that I wasn't doing it to shit on myself. I wasn't doing it to make myself feel bad or guilty. It was literally just how can I experience more joy? So it's so funny that like, I just talked about this yesterday and I have been thinking about it. And then today, like, you know, the language I'm using, like, and this is why I always say language is so important. Like even when I am feeling sore, cause I do experience chronic pain. Sometimes I'm not going to say like, I have a bad neck. I'm not going to say that anymore. I have a bad back. I'll just say I'm experiencing X, Y, Z right now. Um, just the language that you use is so important. And so I really appreciate that. You just gave me that very gentle, kind reminder that like, stop putting pressure on myself, you know, because you're right. Like sometimes you do need to blast music and clean. Sometimes you do need to listen to that podcast and your body really does know, like, if I literally ask myself and I joke about this all the time because I'm a Libra and I'm indecisive AF, but you know, like if you ask me where I want to go for dinner tonight, I probably know, but then I'll tell you, I don't know. Um, but when it comes to, you know, what does my body need? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to eat? Do I need to do X, Y, Z? Like I, I feel like I'm so self-aware now that I can't even deny it. Like I, I used to be able to have the urge to go for a walk and then not do it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm in my work zone. But if I feel it, if I need to go for a walk, like even before this episode, I went to a coffee shop in my neighborhood, even though I didn't quote unquote need to, I just like really felt the urge that that would bring me joy. And so I did it. And so I'm really listening to like those cues from my body. And I think 
you know, obviously with the career that I have, I'm really, really blessed that I have a lot of flexibility that I can do these things. But even if you are in, let's say a corporate setting or, you know, whatever setting that maybe you don't have as much flexibility, I still think there's a lot of things that we can do. And, you know, to our point of this entire episode, like even if you're working a corporate office job and you just need to control your breathing, I think that you can definitely do that from literally anywhere at any time. No one even has to know that you're doing deep breathing. Like, you know, you can just do it very casually. You can do it in private. You can do it wherever you are. And I think that's really important. Um, And on that topic, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, for people who obviously you know, want to get into breath work, of course they can book a session with you, but maybe there's some people who don't live in Winnipeg or who are maybe not ready to like make that step and be in that space. Is there anything that people can do at home to kind of get the ball rolling in this direction to like practice some deep breathing? Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you like it's it i think the coolest thing with breath work is that like you have your resource right you don't you don't actually really need me and i mean you can come see me whenever you want but you don't need me you, like the resource is within you so for sure so i mean let's say we're talking about people who just want to like ground themselves and feel um just a little bit more present, right? Sometimes our anxiety, our, our anxious mind is swirling so much and we just need to like get out of our mind. So I, I mean, I think I really encourage, I think what I would call meditation. I think meditation is a pretty broad term. Breathwork can kind of be a form of meditation, but I think that like the very most simple option for people to get their like journey started a little bit is put on a timer for two minutes, which like for some people, it's funny. Some people like really find that that two minutes is a long time, but just try for two minutes. Um, Sit somewhere quiet. It can be outside. It can be on your couch, in your bed. This can even be like before bed. It can help you fall asleep too. But just close your eyes and like try to Feel your body a little bit. So let's say you're sitting like sitting upright, like feel your feet on the ground, feel your bum in your chair, feel like, are you slouched? Are you sitting upright? There's nothing wrong with however you're sitting. Just notice how you're sitting and then just start breathing really gently. Don't even focus where it's going. Just notice your breath. Notice, try to see where it's going. Um, And then once you're ready, I would really recommend belly breaths. Belly breaths are really, really grounding. Try your best to do all your breathing through your nose and try your best to make your exhales a little bit longer than your inhales. So just gently breathing into your belly. You want your belly button to, like if you're laying down, your belly button would rise to the ceiling. And on your exhale, you just want it to fall down to the back of your spine. And so gently in and out, like, I don't want you to put too much focus on it that um, there's like straining or anything. We just want that really gentle breath. Try to expand your belly outwards and like not just up, but out as much as you can. You can feel that breath even going kind of into your hips and your pelvis a little bit and just breathe like that until the timer goes off. (laughs) And like when you open your eyes, just notice some things around you take a little deep breath again, and just continue on your day. I think that that's a really good practice to do two minutes every day. If you feel like you're starting to get a little bit better at it, add an extra minute, go for three minutes, right? And you can do this, like, I mean, realistically, you can do it for as long as you want, but like, try to get up to like a 10 minute timer. That's like very like simple meditation. I also want to say, that if you have thoughts going through your mind while it's happening, you are human and that is normal. It is would be very surprising if you didn't have a thought, whether it's during two minutes or a 60 minute session. I think the whole idea is just think of your thoughts as like passerbys. It's like a cloud, right? It's going to come and it's going to go. It doesn't, your thoughts are not you. Um, so if it's really important, And during meditation, sometimes people have big downloads and maybe that's going to be a really important thought that comes into you. But um, most of the time, it's like 
what do I need to get at the grocery store? <laughs> or like, don't forget to text your mom back. Um, like just like silly things like that. Just let it be a passerby in and out and just do your best to keep engaging in that breath. Um, it's really grounding. It also regulates your nervous system. So it's going to take you out of any sort of like fight or flight that you might be in and it'll ground you back into um, a regulated state. And I would say do it every like once a day. If you want to do it more than once a day, even better. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so incredibly valuable. And I'm really like, I'm really about giving people kind of free resources to like do things at home to get their journey started. And I literally feel like you read my mind because as you were speaking, like right at the moment before you mentioned, like, if you have thoughts, I thought in my head, well, what if my mind starts racing? And then you said, if you have thoughts, that's okay. You're human. Like that was so beautifully said. And I really like the idea of like seeing your thoughts as passer buyers, you know, like just passing through and it's okay. It's normal. You are not your thoughts. And I feel like we see this quote a lot, but really like think about what that means and like, let it really resonate with you because especially when you're someone who is experiencing like anxiety, like I used to think, Oh my God, my thoughts are me. Like I'm so morbid. This is so dark. Like what the hell is happening? But like really a thought is just a thought. It's just passing by. And I really think that's so incredibly valuable. So thank you so much for sharing what we can do at home right now. Um, and thank you so much for spending the last like almost hour with me. This has been so incredible, so valuable. Um, I want to know as my kind of last question, if you had one overarching piece of advice for people when it comes to getting started with breath work, and I know that you just gave us a super valuable practice we can do, but if you had an overarching piece of advice with this, what would it be? I think more than anything, just honor yourself. Give yourself the time, give yourself the space, and embrace the discomfort. Because when you start tapping into that meditative practice, when you start actually feeling your feelings, actually feeling what your body is feeling and what your body is saying to you. It can be really uncomfortable. It can, and you know, discomfort can also feel like there's a lack of safety. Um, I think that like building that, that tolerance for discomfort, telling yourself that you're safe, even in discomfort, even in those uncomfortable emotions, um, is the most important thing. And then just honor yourself, honor yourself where you're at. Don't expect yourself to be somewhere else. Like if you, you know, start your breath work journey and you start doing that breathing exercise and maybe like a past trauma comes up that you totally forgot about honor, honor yourself. Don't try to push it away again. Let it out. Let like, and if that means you need to cry it out, you need to scream it out. You need to move it out let it out, honor yourself. Because if you just push it back down, you're not going to grow. You're not going to move towards like your higher self. So I really think that just accept yourself as you are. Like you, you are exactly where you are and it's perfect where you are. Um, give yourself that grace to just be and, and don't expect anything more or less than that. Wow. That is so beautiful. I honestly, again, selfishly feel that this episode was so healing for me. And so I know that anybody who's listening right now took immense value from this. So thank you so much again for just dropping all of these gems on us, sharing your expertise. Um, I want you to tell people where they can find you, how they can book with you. Okay. Great question. So you can find me. I think the best way to find me is on Instagram. So I'm Okay, at underscore Merkaba dot healing underscore. But I'm sure that if you just searched Merkaba, which is M-E-R-K-A-B-A, -A -A, um, I'm sure it'll just come up. So you can find me there. My website is MerkabaHealing.com. I have a lot of information there. You can book with me on the Safe Harbor website. It'll take you to the JNAP system. You can book with me there. Um, so I want to just share that I offer a couple different options. You can come see me for just a one-off session. You can commit to a one, three, or six-month program with me, which is basically a commitment to yourself for that amount of time kind of depends what you're needing. Um, a lot of people commit to the six month because there's 
it just the sustainable change that comes from that is is honestly amazing. And I also have a eight week course starting in September. I'm not sure when this is launching, but I have an eight week course starting in September. It's called the Breath Sanctuary. And it's all about changing our perspective, changing our mindset. And we're going to do that through the use of breath work, but also with community. Yeah. And that's here in Winnipeg once a week for eight weeks. I think Instagram is honestly the best option. You can also email me, I suppose, which is my last name and my first name. So Z-E-L-C-E-R-B-R-O-O-K-E at gmail.com. Amazing. I will make sure to have all of that in the show notes that you guys can easily find Brooke. Um, And if you are going to book with her, let her know that you came from the Tiny Moments podcast. We love to hear it. If you enjoyed this episode, if you found it valuable, which I know that you did because I definitely did, make sure you share this on your story and tag us. Again, our Instagrams will be in the show notes. And if you want to keep up with me, you already know where to find me on Instagram at Taylor Francisco, at Tiny Moments Podcast, or at Melrose Marketing Studio for all things social media. And And I upload new episodes weekly on Mondays at 7 a.m. Central Time. So again, thank you so much, Brooke, for being here. And I will talk to you guys next week. Before you go, I want to thank you so much again for tuning into the Tiny Moments podcast. And I want to remind you that my newsletter community is such a fun place to hang out. I have not been talking about this often enough over here on the podcast. I do talk about it over on Instagram at Taylor Francisco. However, I needed to talk about it today because this is a community you do not want to miss out on. I share everything from social media tips to new Tiny Moments podcast episodes to random pep talks midweek all of the things so if you want to be part of that community if you want exclusive deals on new programs that are launching on new services that are launching social media tips updates podcast episodes all of the things like i said head to melrosemarketingstudio.com and drop your name and email into the list